Welcome back to Cerebrivore. This is a bonus episode. This season, for the bonus episodes, I'm going to be reading selections from Choose Your Own Adventure book. You, the listeners, can tell me what choice we should pick. And the next bonus episode, I will continue on working off the choices that the listeners chose. All the ways to contact and give us those choices are in the show notes. So check that out. You can do it on YouTube. You can do it on Spotify for podcasts. There's a SpeakPipe account, an email. There's all kinds of ways to give us feedback. So give us feedback. Let me know I'm pronouncing things wrong and let me know what choice Conan should make. That's right. We're going to do Conan the Undaunted by James M. Ward. This is an Endless Quest book, number 19 from TSR, published in June of 1984. And I think that's about all the admin notes I have. The only other note I'll have for you is that This episode's coming out on the 7th of April. I will need all the feedback on what choice to make by the 19th of April. So get that, and we're talking 2023, get me all the feedback by 19 April 2023, and that'll be in the show notes as well, because the next episode will be out the 21st of April of 2023. Okay, with that out of the way, let's dive into the book. You are Conan of Samaria. You will become the greatest warrior adventurer of the Hyborian Age. Kings will bow down to you. Wizards will tremble at the mention of your name. Horrible monsters will die on your sword. But now you're a young man of 14, with all the usual problems of that age. You want to be treated as an adult, but you are still considered a boy. You dream of adventure, but you must perform dull village duties. You had hoped to find adventure on this journey your first one this far from your village in northern Samaria. The chieftains have allowed you and some of the other young men to accompany them on a trading trip to another Samarian tribe living close to the borders of the Bosnian marches. But the men have done nothing for days except sit around the cook fires boasting of their adventures. Bored, you and your friend Kilta decided to go hunting. You are large for your age and already known as a fine hunter. Armed with spears and hunting knives and carrying water skins, you and Kilta have been hunting since the new moon, moving farther and farther from your camp. Your friend Kilta is not nearly so large or powerful as you, but he makes up for it with a quickness no other in the tribe can match. He is a good hunting partner, and you count on him to back you up when danger threatens. But you have been gone many days now, and for Kilta, the excitement of the hunt has begun to pall. We're never going to get that wild boar, Conan, says Kilta wearily, his feet slipping on the muddy riverbank. We've already taken a lion and a bear. I don't know if I want to carry any more skins. We've tracked the boar this far. Let's finish what we have started. Then we'll head home, you tell him. You look again, searching for a faint outline of animal prints in the mud. You both move quickly along the bank marking the trail left by the huge boar as it roamed through the very edge of the emerald green forest. Suddenly you realize that this part of the forest is unusually quiet. 
Its hush feels deadly. You stand still and slowly look around. You've never traveled this far from home before, and the land is very different from the mountainous country of your birth. From where you stand, you can see the sweet-smelling open grasslands mingling with the trees that mark the beginning of the great forest. Suddenly, the hush is broken by crashing sounds in the distance. You detect the noises of battle, hammer blows of metal weapons striking at shields, the howl of war wolves on the attack. What is this, Conan? asked Kilta. A fight. Let's see it, you respond. You move toward the sound, and Kilta follows. With spears ready, you push through the underbrush until you reach a clearing in the forest where you see a battle is raging. A lone Aquilonian knight is being attacked by several mounted Bosnian march riders and their war wolves. The massive head-to-toe armor typical of the warriors from Aquilonia has protected the knight so far, but the vicious curved swords of the Bosnians are beginning to penetrate the weak spots in the armor. The knight is a valiant fighter. Three march riders lie dead on the ground, blood pouring from their wounds. The savage werewolves leap over the bodies of the march riders in their eagerness to sink their teeth into the knight or his horse. Why are the march riders attacking one of their own knights? Keel to ass in astonishment. The Bosonians have always been border guard for Aquilonia. These must be those rebel Bosonians we heard the men talking about, you say in sudden understanding. The march riders knock the knight from his horse. He is lying on the ground. The march riders move in for the kill. He doesn't stand a chance unless we help, you whisper. Conan, wait, Kilta says, his hand holding you back. We need a plan. But you push him aside. Kilta is a good friend, but he always spends more time planning than acting. Fighting is easy. You just go in and kill your enemy. Nothing to it. You rush into the clearing, your heart pounding with excitement. The first horseman you reach doesn't see you. You hurl your spear into his back. But now his wolf knows you are attacking. The animal leaps for your throat before you can draw your knife. The weight of its body knocks you to the ground. The wolf's savage, snarling mouth snaps at your face, but you hold it back with your great hands around its neck. Pulling your knees up tightly, you crush the animal between your hands. Its snarl turns into a whimper, and then its broken body lies limply across you. You push the body aside and spring to your feet. Looking around, you see that Kilta is keeping two riders occupied. The sudden appearance of help has given the Aquilonian new courage. He has risen to his knees and is fending off two wolves. You notice that the armor on the knight's chest has come loose. A march rider sees this too and swings the sword, stabbing the knight through the chest. You leap at the rider, but your foot catches on a tree root and you go sprawling into the grass. You grasp frantically at the horse's hoof, but the rider urges his horse away in a panic gallop. You leap to follow, but Kilt's voice stops you. Conan, forget him. They're gone now. The Aquilonian is badly hurt. You turn to see Kilta supporting the fainting knight. Blood flows freely from a terrible chest wound. As you kneel by his side, the knight looks up at you, his eyes strangely intent. I am Jenkin, prince of Gunderland. I know I am dying. He grasps. He reaches out and grips your arm tightly. I charge you to complete my mission. My father, the king of Gal Paran, sent me to the Bosonian marches to make a map of the rebels' battle plans. He tries frantically to sit up. It must get to Gao Paran. The prince's face goes deadly white and he falls back. His face twists with pain as he struggles to reach for a pouch at his belt. Kilta helps him take out a scroll. This map shows the location of the rebel armies and small troop camps. 
He coughs in agony. We are enemies, you say, trying to pull away from his bloody grasp. I am a Sumerian. Why should I help Aquilonia? Samaria is their next target, if we are defeated. The dying knight chokes. I charge you. A death quest. Reward. The prince slumps and kilts his arms, and you know he'll say no more. You frown. A death quest is serious. A matter of honor. Kilta looks at you in alarm. Conan, you're not really thinking of doing it, are you? The Aquilonians aren't friends of ours. Let's just take the weapons and horses and ride back home. Kilta starts to remove the shield from the prince's arm. You shake your head. It is a death quest, Kilta. We cannot refuse. The knight's angry spirit would return to haunt us. You know that. Besides, what he says is true. We have heard rumors of these rebels' plan to raid Samaria. Remember, too, he said, there's a reward in it for us. As Kilta pulls a sword from under the prince's body, you add, it's unlucky to take the weapons of a brave warrior. Besides, both the Bosonian and Aquilonian horses are trained to obey only their masters. If you try to ride one, it will throw you off. All right, forget the weapons. Spears are better anyway, says Kilta. But we can't let these horses go. I know I could ride one. He jumps up and leaps on the back of a big Aquilonian warhorse. As you predicted, it promptly jumps and bucks. Only a few heartbeats pass before Kilta lies at your feet. The horse gallops off in the woods. You laugh heartily. There is a trick to riding an unknown horse, you tell your friend. I will teach it to you if the need arises. Ignoring Kilt's crimson face, you help him to his feet. Let's look at the map and pick the best way to go to Gauparan. Neither of us have ever been to Gunderland. Kilta hesitates. You pat him on the back. Come on, Kilta. You're better at maps than I am. You know that he prides himself on his map reading skill, as well he should. His father makes maps for the people of your village. Kilta rubs his sore backside and slowly joins you. He peers over your shoulder for a look at the map scroll. After studying it for a while, he points. Look, Conan, this map shows all of both the Bosonian marches and the border kingdom. The location of the large rebel Bosonian army is marked with cross spears, the smaller ones with shield symbols. They're obviously getting ready to attack. There are huge armies all along the Gunderland border near Galparan, except for two places. Those two are the only ways we could get through to the king. One of them is in the ruins of the Black City of Wizards. There is only a small shield mark there. I can see why, you interrupt. You've heard the Sumerian legends about the evil of the Black City. I'm surprised the Bosonians can get anyone to camp there. It's said to be filled with terrible monsters and horrible magics. Your heart beats harder. As strong as you are, the thought of magic always makes you feel weak and helpless. Your friend looks at you with understanding and returns to the map. The only other way we could go is the land where the border kingdom meets the marches. The land is heavily forested, and we might be able to sneak through. Kilta pauses and then asks, So which way should we go to deliver the scroll? The long way? The way through the forested borderland is the safest, but it will give the march riders time to trail us. You walk around the clearing, patting the horses that have stayed there. The Black City is certainly the shortest way, but our legends say it is filled with ghosts and magical creatures of the night. Neither way sounds very promising, Kilta mutters. I hush, you say, your ears picking up the sound of approaching warwolves. The march riders are coming. That last rider must have gone to get others. Conan... If we're going to deliver the prince's message, 
You must decide which way we'll go, Kilta says, looking fearfully in the direction of the approaching enemy. So, dear listener, now you have a choice to make. One, speed is more important than safety. We'll go through the Black City of the Wizards. Or, do you say, the evil in the Black City might keep us from reaching Gao Peran. We better go through the forests of the border country. Which way will it be? The Black City of the Wizards or the forest country? Let me know, and I will read the appropriate choice on the next bonus episode of Cerebravore. Take care, everyone. Be excellent to each other. A nerd simple broadcast, Cerebravore podcast. Let's savor all the flavors from the Sino Capstrong. The Alstells and Pods past Cerebravore podcast. Your counting down your Escaping the brain, can't, 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 can't